Learn how to build your faith on God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Praise God. That's what stars do. Stars shine. Hallelujah. So I appreciate all their leaders, the generals, the volunteers. Generals, please, can you stand? Let's appreciate you. Generals, generals, stand, stand. We appreciate you. We love you. We love you. Well done. Well done for taking care of the teenagers. And for all those that volunteered, the DJs are church people. The caterers are church people. They all volunteer at the time to serve. So wherever they are, we also appreciate you and bless you. So thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. You know, it's, it's just so beautiful. Uh, I, I love when people know God early. And, and um, I appreciate the fact that you guys are investing time in training the young people. They know God early. You know, nowadays, the, when Christians are grown and old and married, every day prayer is God bless me, bless me. It's at this stage that you really know God for God. You're not chasing one thing or the other. It's God, I just want to know you. It's you I'm chasing. And that's how God wants it. So you delight yourself in the Lord. Then he will take care of your desires. You don't delight in your desires. Praise God. Mm-hmm. All right. Come on, say no dry season. Say it with confidence. Say no dry season. Okay, so we're starting a new series today titled No Dry Season. And the whole concept around it is that God wants us to actually live a life of fruitfulness consistently. That means you live a life where you are not experiencing a dry season. That means you are bearing fruit in every season. That will be your testimony. And this is what God wants, where you bear fruit in every season. Every season of your life, there is fruit. Look at Psalm uh, 1 verse 3. Look at Psalm 1 verse 3. He said, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. He said, and you will bear fruit in his season. Now, most trees, most trees, look at it here. Psalm 1 verse 3. In fact, let's start from verse, verse 1 so that we'll read the intro, then we'll start. I want us to read together, everybody. Please look at the screen or in your Bible. Let's read one, two, go. Last three. Okay, we're going to read verse 3 again. This time I want more energy and I want everybody to read. One, two, go. Season. Also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So this is what God is saying about you. He's saying he wants you to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Now look at what it says. It says the tree in reality is not really planted by rivers. It just looks like that. It is prospering so much that it looks like he's planted by a continuous source of nourishment. Other trees bear fruits only in a certain season because the weather also flows in seasonally. So they can't bear fruit every time. But they're saying you, because you have a supernatural source of supply, you bear fruit in every season. Now, and what they mean here, this season is not just financial. What it means is that there are different seasons of your life and whenever you get to those seasons, you will not need to give an explanation because you will have fruits in your hand. So when it's season to get admission to school, hallelujah, you will bear fruits in the name of Jesus. When it's a season to graduate with good grades, you will bear fruits in the name of Jesus. When it's a season to get a good job, you will bear fruits in the name of Jesus. When it's a season to get married, you will marry the right kind of person in the name of Jesus. When it's a season to have children, you will have children in the name of Jesus. When it's a season to have property, landed property or houses, you will bear fruits in the name of Jesus. That's what they are saying. They are saying, look, because there will be different seasons of your life, he's saying, may you not get to any season and be among those that need to explain. May you be there and also have the fruit necessary for that particular season. Does somebody receive that this morning? It's not good to be given explanation. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Oh, trust me, I've been in those situations, or at least I've seen people in those situations. 
when they do um, alumni meeting, old boys meeting, old girls meeting, classmates a reunion. Some people don't like to come for those things because they're going to come with a lot of explanation. And the sad thing is that everybody's going to ask you the same question. And you're going to repeat the same story 30 times in one evening. Is somebody, does anybody feel me at all? It's very horrible. It's very horrible. You have to keep explaining. <laughs> no, it's not like... <laughs> I decree over you. If there's any area the fruits have been pending, I decree you will bear those fruits in the name of Jesus. Whatever is causing the delay is removed in the name of Jesus. So that's what this series is about. And you will bear fruits. And that's what God wants. I'm not the one that wrote this. God wants this, that you bear fruit in the right season. He said, he said, he said, you will be like a tree planted. They always use trees to describe believers. They always use tree. You describe us or define or, or call us trees. If you look at Psalm, um, Psalm 92, did you bring it up? Look at it. Um, Psalm 92. He said, the righteous shall what? Flourish like what? A palm tree. They always use tree. Because trees bear fruits. You know, everything about the tree describes us. Trees bear fruits. Trees have leaves. Trees also are rooted or planted. All of them are important. He said, we shall be righteous like a palm tree. He shall grow like what? The cedar in Lebanon. Next verse. He said, those that be what? Planted. Come on, say that with me. Those that be what? Planted. Uh, in the house of the Lord shall what? Flourish. When you are planted, you flourish. This is why don't let anybody convince you that, oh, we don't need churches again. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't have to belong to a church. And that's what, that's what Satan is doing. Deceiving people. Sending out those satanic ideas. That nobody needs church. Christ is in the heart. Just as long as you have just in your heart. There's no way the Bible says that, that you don't need a church. How won't you need a church? Everybody must be planted. Look at it here now. Those that be planted, where? Am I the one that wrote this thing now? Was I born that wrote this thing? He said, those that be planted, those are the ones that we want flourish. You must be planted. You must be planted. Have you ever seen any tree being suspended that will bear fruits? You must be planted to bear fruits. And you see, you're planted in the house. Trees must be planted. If you're a believer, you must be planted in the church. Before you can say, I, 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 now, I understand unbelievers saying that. They're, they're not Christians. They don't know God. It's fine. They can say that. You know, the same way they think, um, believers think there should not be churches. Me too, I think there should not be nightclubs. So, we're okay. Do you understand? We're on the same page. I don't think they should be open any bar and be selling alcohol to people. You know, so we're okay. We both don't agree with each other's uh, gathering. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. So, that's fine. The one that paying me is a Christian saying we don't need churches. I've never seen a drunkard we don't need bars. That's what the Bible said. The children of this world, they are wiser than most children of life. The children of life, they're the ones criticizing themselves. I've never seen a drunk ass. They should not even open more bars. Left to him, open more bars. I heard somebody that are selling beer somewhere say, because of this lockdown, that they should have doing delivery of beer because they must sell. So they say, if you don't want to come to the bar, the bar. That's, that's how a drunkard should talk. And that's also a believer should talk about his own gadget. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So we need churches. And before you can say we don't even need church, you need to find out what is the purpose of a church. Before you can even say they should not do church or that people should, church should be in the heart. You don't have to belong to any church. Before you can even say, because people say, oh, it's Christ, you should know. You must not know a church. Before you can say that, you must first find out what the purpose of a church is. Once you can find the purpose of a church, you can tell me whether it's important or not. If you have not yet defined the purpose, then you can't even tell me whether it's important or not. It wasn't church. It wasn't the man-made idea. Please. Don't let anybody fool you. It wasn't human beings that came together and said, let's start church. No! It's something God himself started. And throughout scripture, Old and New Testament, he emphasized the importance of going there. He said, don't forsake the assembling together. Don't. He said, as the manner of some people are. He said, I know there are some people that are pushing it. So don't answer them. Keep go- Belong to a church. Somebody said, but I don't like their church. Their pastor has private jet. That one has limousine. Uh, this one, they're eating money. Okay. You don't have to go to that one. Start your own. But have church. You can hate church eyes. Okay, you can hate any particular church. But the church, see, church itself is not this, it's not this, this, this church you are in today. 
churches wherever two or more are gathered. There must be that fellowshipping together because it's only iron that sharpens iron. No iron is sharp if it's lying down by itself. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So the only way you stay sharp as a Christian is when you rub against other Christians, fellowshipping. So for you to say, when you understand the purpose of church, you understand that it's not, it doesn't even make sense to say there should not be church. It's, 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 a, it's an integral part of your life as a believer. Is somebody getting me? You must be planted to flourish. You must be planted. Don't let anything stop you. You must be planted to what? Flourish. See, it's in the heart. I see Christians say it. You can't outgrow a church. If you don't like anyone going on, start your own. Wherever, it mustn't have name. Where two or more are gathered. That's what the church is. Where two or more are gathered. If, if three of you gather now and start sharing the word of God, you're a church. If you say, okay, whenever God did say again, one start our own. Yes, when you start now. If the Holy Spirit is among three of you, truly. Eh? You know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen when three of you start sharing the word and worshiping? Somebody passing by. Or somebody that meets you. You meet somebody in the office and say, oh, I'm going through a tough time. And you say, wow, this scripture is what we shared in our fellowship. And you give the person that word and you bless them. You know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? He's going to join. There you before. Then after that, you know what's going to happen again? If, you, if God is really moving, you know, when God is not moving, we don't have to do you will die by yourself. But if God is really moving there, and the word is being shared there, you know what's going to happen? You will keep growing. Before you know it, you will, you will remember to use your parlor again. Before you know it, you will rent a hall. When you want to go and rent a hall, the people sign it will say, what name is this hall being rented to? Then you have to have a name for the fellowship. Then you are back to these points. Because the, one of the purposes of the church is to reach the lost. So for you to say there's no need to search, then you have me, you've forgotten the whole reason why Jesus came. is to reach the lost. The church is the only body on ground today interested in reaching souls of men. We must keep churches alive. See these young ones now. See, this church now organized camp for them. So that they can have a closer encounter with God. That's what the church, I mean, in your, 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 your estate meeting, are they organizing Christian camp for youth? Your estate meeting? Or your village meeting, do they organize Christian Holy Ghost camp for youth? It's not their job. The only institution on the earth interested in the souls of men is church. So how can you dare now say with your mouth that it is in the heart? Isn't that you're reaching people? It's a selfish concept. You're thinking of, you think, you think the whole church is just about you. That's why you're saying it's in the heart. If you understand, it's about reaching people. Okay, so we say, but the pastor can reach people without a church. Great. So when you go and reach the person, you preach to him and he gets saved. So what happens next? He needs a family. He needs to be discipled. Because our real job is not really just reaching them, it's also discipling them. Say, you go into the world and make disciples. How will they get discipled? You have to bring them to church. So we're back to church. Church. Are you here, somebody? That's how you disciple. And how do you really disciple? It's not by theory, it's by practice. So after you teach them, they must practice. Love your neighbor. It's, we practice it too. When they offend you, forgive. <laughs> start from your HOD. That shout at you, you start learning forgiveness. Start from your pastor. You, you call him, he didn't answer. You start learning forgiveness. You say, <laughs> So you, you, you practice. Then you have gifts. That you, you <laughs> I don't, today is not even about church, but let me move forward. The point is that you must be planted to what? Flourish. Let's finish that scripture. DJ. Quickly, quickly, quickly. He says, he says, those that be planted in the house of our God shall flourish in the courts of our God. DJ, what's happening now? Jesus Christ. You see, I'm learning patience. He said, those that be planted in the house of our God shall flourish in the courts of our God. Now look at verse 14. He says, they shall bring forth fruit in what? Old age. This is what God is saying. You bear fruit in every season. Listen here, if you're grandma, grandpa, God is not done with you yet. Hallelujah. You will still bear fruit in your old age. I'm not the one promising you. See what they see here. He said they shall bring forth fruit in their old age. They shall be fat and what? Flourish. So God wants us to live a life of fruit bearing. No dry season. Every season you are producing the fruit necessary. That will be your testimony. But how do we go about producing these fruits? How do we go about producing these fruits? Third John verse 2. Third John verse 2. Can we read it together? Everybody wants to go.
That was too weak. I need some energy. Give me energy. One, two, go. Can we do it one more time? Go. Mm. Listen, this is the key issue between kingdom prosperity and the natural prosperity. This is why you must never compare yourself or envy um, a, a man that has money and doesn't have God. You are not of the same league. It's like Eimba of Abba envying uh, Manchester United or Manchester City. We are not even in the same league. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So if Eimba of Abba scored three goals, it doesn't affect the league table in premiership. Because kingdom prosperity and natural prosperity are not the same. This is the difference. Beloved, I wish I was that you prosper and be in health even as what? For kingdom prosperity is about your soul. Starts with your soul, guys. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed and embarrassed for how Nigeria, once people, anybody has money, we just start worshipping them without even knowing where they got their money from. See, that's carnal wealth. That's how it works. Money is God. As long as you have money, we worship you. It doesn't matter how you got it. Whether it's even your relative, they sacrificed for that money. You don't care. You just start clapping. People start clapping for the person. Do you know him? Do you, do you know him? If not for some recent arrest, some people were just worshiping some people. Calm down. I'm, I don't hate anybody. If I don't know where you got the money, I'll just look at you from far. I will not share your testimony because I don't know your testimony. Let's calm down. Because the things we are doing is affecting the youth. Because they will think, they will think money is all everything that matters. How you got is even more important than the money. I don't care how much you have. Can I know you? Can you mentor anybody? Can your life really, really... I'm not talking about that, okay, you are helping 30 people. I want to know how you got the money. Calm down. But that's why we have built a culture of greed. Just as long as it's money, let's worship him. No! This is the big difference between kingdom wealth and natural wealth. Kingdom wealth is as your soul prospers. You see, God is so wise. He put premium where the premium needs to be. He said, thank God for your car, but your soul. He said, my car has a V8, 16 valve. God said, your soul, Uncle. V what is your soul? <laughs> One plug, and even the plug is not working. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. But you see, the world, once you, you have a Bentley, hey, we don't care how you are living. We're just clapping for you. Woo, woo, woo. That's the world. You, you're a Christian. You can't be that. You can't be involved in that. Are you getting what I'm saying, sir? As your soul prospers, as your soul prospers, it's only kingdom wealth that you get without regret. He said, the blessing of the Lord, it make it rich. And he added no sorrow. Most other wealth will add sorrow. Because wealth is a slippery slope. Without your soul being in the right place, wealth can kill you. Wealth deceives. Wealth seduces. What makes wealth have meaning is the soul behind it. If your soul is not in the good place, wealth, ah, you don't know wealth. Wealth is powerful. Money is one of the strongest spirits alive. Money is one of the strongest, what? Spirits alive. See, everybody does, I mean, every, there's money ritual in every country. This is in Africa, what we do is that we physically kill the people. In most developed countries, they don't physically, they, but they sell substandard products. It's ritual. <laughs> It, 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 even the whole COVID, we are still trying to decide whether it's real or somebody is doing it for money. And I don't trust this new variant they're talking about. I don't trust it at all. I just believe somebody was angry that Africa is not affected. I went to bring a stronger one. Yes, I don't have facts, but the truth is that it's not beyond human beings. There are many countries. Ah, damn, say, ritual, ritual killing is not say I take somebody and take him to one baba in Abekuta and they cut their neck. If I'm bringing in fake drugs that is killing people, I'm in ritual. I'm in money ritual. You are still killing. You are, you, are, you are prospering at the expense of people's lives. That I'm telling you, kingdom prosperity is different. It's about your soul. It's about your soul. That's why I see all this. I want to start 30 businesses. Better calm down. Now, God is into bearing fruit, God is into increase, but only as your soul prospers. Listen, some of you, the way your soul is, you should not make more than 10 million. 10 million will guarantee heaven for you and a good life here. I'm telling you, it sounds funny, but this is how God sees it. Some of you, 
If you make 100 million, you will not make heaven. And on the short run, yes, you'll be popular. But on the long run, you'll be in hell. So in the eyes of God, keeping you down is better for everybody. Some of you, if you start the 30 businesses you want to start, you will do well, but you will lose your family. That's what, that, that's what natural prosperity doesn't tell you. At, they don't tell you the expense that, that your success you are looking at comes at because the soul was not in the right place. I told you before, seven out of nine of the richest men in the world are divorced. Seven out of nine. <laughs> the other the main two, we're still watching them. Because the number seven came on board this year, after 27 years. So even these ones are already on, we don't know whether they'll make it to the end. What does, this, what does this tell you? There's a correlation between making lots of money and keeping other things sane if your soul is not in the right place. That I'm telling you. Let me explain what I mean. Let me explain what I mean. Um, and then you have one business. Okay, stand up. You have one business, you are very busy now. Then God bless you. Or doors open, you start another business. Then after doors open again, you start to start business. Listen, as you are starting businesses, are they awarding you more hours from heaven? It's still the same 24 hours you have that you were busy with the first one that you are using to service other one. So every time you start a new thing, do a new, want to get more money, you are borrowing time from something else. The things you have options to borrow from family, spiritual life, your personal health, well being. So, most times, when you fall into that trap of great wealth without your soul being in the right place, you'll find out that you keep borrowing those times. This is why seven out of nine men are divorced. As time we're going, one billion dollars. You have a chance to make another one billion dollars. It just takes two hours of your day extra. Then, on that one, start again. Take one hour of your day extra. Before you know it, you won't have time for family. You either lose your wife or lose your kids. If you don't lose those ones, you lose your spiritual life. So you say, ah, I can't make it to church. We have a meeting. I'm meeting my, my partners. Are from, they flew in from Bangkok. We have breakfast Sunday morning. Pastor, understand now. You see? Or even if it's not a church attendance, it can be your pastor prayer life devotion. You are rushing for meeting. Lagos traffic. So that one goes. If not, it might be your health. Satan will stay. So you notice that a lot of those guys never end well. They, have, they fall into the trap of getting more money. Because the money never satisfies. The more you get, the more you want to get. That's why I sit down. That's why your soul, God is more interested in your soul. If your soul is right, look, you'll be satisfied whether you have 10 million or 100 million. You'll be happy. But if you think the amount of zeros behind the figure is what makes you happy, everybody wants more happiness. So you'll be chasing it, not knowing that it's, it's, it's elusive. The more you get, something is suffering. By the time you realize that suffering is late, family gone. Seven out of the wealthiest men in, in, in the world are divorced. There is a correlation, sir. There's a correlation. There's a correlation. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Sir. So that's why God said this, as your soul prospers. I'm more interested in your soul. See the city generals. All these people that stand up against generals. All these people that went to stay in camp with kids. They all have jobs. None of them is doing this full time. You see, but they could leave money-making opportunities, you see, for something else to point to other people. You see, natural, natural um, prosperity doesn't like this kind of thing. That eh, You left work where you make money to go and be reading Bible. You see? Because they think money is everything. You can sit down. Money is not everything. Investing in these kids is more important than any amount of money you can make. As your soul prospers. It says the blessing of the Lord. And that's what God wants. God wants you to understand that, look, do your job. Be excellent at your job. Be good at your job. Don't get me wrong. This is not about laziness. You must be good at your job. But God said, you know what? Don't depend on your job. Be good at what you do. Depend on me. There are many things I'm going to bring into your life without you spending the time and effort it would have taken naturally. You don't have to get a car at the expense of your family. You can stay with your family and I'll bless you with a car. Somebody gets what I'm saying. Because that's what's happening in our world today. We're becoming busier. Busier, busier. Have you noticed? Hey, when we're young, can I never forget when we're young, guys? When we're young, my mother gets home like 3 o'clock. 3 p.m. She will get home. She will cook. She will do homework. My dad, Max, 6 p.m. He's back. People still had a life. What we don't realize with the, with the system of this world is that it's charging you something. Satan will never offer you something for free. And in case you don't know, there are two systems. 
anything that is not under God only has one under God. He might not be appearing like with horn, but he is the organ of the system. That's why in 10 Corinthians 4, 4, they say he's the God, small letter G, of this world. Did you bring it up? So that somebody will see it. So if something is not directly under heaven, heaven's principles, there's another person running it. He won't appear with horn, don't worry. <laughs> but he's him you are serving. And he, he, he never gives anything for free. Look at this. In whom the God, small letter G, of this world had blinded what? Their minds. That's what happens. So now, people work from morning to night. They don't have a life. For what? Why, why are you working this hard? That's why God said, look, depend on me. The blessing of the Lord. It will make you rich and there will be no sorrow. You don't have to have sorrow with it. So your soul is so healthy. That whether you have 10 million or you have 100 million, you are happy. Whether you have 10 million or you have 100 million, you are content. Your needs are met. You trust God. Somebody get what I'm saying. Do you know having a mansion doesn't necessarily mean you have a better sleep? You can live in one room and have a good sleep. <laughs> God can bless you with such a good night that you will sleep and wake up like a king. Somebody put a sleep on a mansion, butter bed, big bed, 13 feet by 14 feet. And they wake up, they are as tired as anything. They wake up and the person says, I'm tired. Haven't you seen those kind of things before? Your soul, as your soul prospers. So how do we enter the season where we don't have dry season? It's most of the challenges are internal. They are either emotional or mental. They are all inside. That's why I say soul. Your soul is a combination of your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts. They are all together in your soul. So that's what they're saying. God said, look, address your soul. Let prosperity come out of there. It's about dealing with those things. I'll mention a few things. One of it is fear. Most people operate out of fear. Fear. Fear is what gave birth to greed. Fear. Greed is simply the fear that something will not be enough. So you want to take more than you need. So that when it finishes you will still have. Somebody get what I'm saying? Fear is what gave birth to greed. When the children of Israel were in, were, were in the wilderness and God said, I'm going to give you manna. Manna will be falling every day. You see what God told them? God said, look, only take the one you need for a day. You know what? God was trying to teach them something. Most of the Old Testament is pictorial, um, physical teaching of spiritual truth. Do you understand? So what God was trying to teach them was, look, I need you to trust me every day. Don't worry about tomorrow. Say, tomorrow has enough issues of his own. Worry only about today. Let me bless you to take care of you today. You, you know most of our worry and fear is about tomorrow. My rent will soon be due. Is it due now? Don't worry. Most of our fear is, to, is about tomorrow. Whose school my children go to? I want to go to Canada for my children's future. <laughs> I, what do you know about your children's future, sir? Can we discuss? Let's even discuss your children's future. What do you know about your children's future? You see, we, 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 we. That's why you can't follow the world system. What is... Okay, calm down. You want to talk about your children's future in Canada? Good. What's your children's future? You know nothing about your children's future. What if their future is here, sir? There will be a president at that time. There will be a governor at that time. There will be, there will be, there will be somebody that will make a change at that time. You, don't, you have no clue where their future is, sir. It's fear. 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 If you're a parent, your prayer should be, Lord, what do you want to do with these kids? I want to put them in the right place. Sometimes a school in Nigeria where they will know God is better than a school where they will learn English and not know God. Mm-hmm. Ask Lot. Ask Lot. <laughs> is somebody following what I'm saying? Fear gives back to greed. All these guys are still in government. That's how I started small, small. They first wanted to give up enough so that their own money will not finish. When they reach that point, see that sin, Satan always tricks you. He never tells you the full story. He always tells you one step at a time. So when they got the one that their own money can't finish, say, okay, what of your children? So let me steal the one that my children can too can never be poor. When if you say, what of your what of your children's children? So they don't know that Satan will never leave you. He will just take you a step at a time. That's why they will keep stealing. It's fear. It's fear that it will finish. And thank God God has been. <laughs> Messing them up because it has still not finished. Somebody getting what I'm saying? Fear. Fear to finish. That's why, if you notice in Psalm 1, the first thing they said is they mentioned people you should not listen to. Because if you listen to all those things, fear will grip you. 13 of my friends have relocated, so I must relocate. Don't watch the news. Oh, I mistakenly watched the news yesterday. I don't watch, I don't watch news. 
<laughs> Have you ever watched news and came out feeling great about life? That's what you don't realize. You don't know where your depression and fear is coming from. I'm tracking it for you. That's why in Psalm 1, they mention people, they, they didn't start with what you should listen to. They started with what you should not listen to. Because those, if you listen to those bad things, they will spoil your heart before the good seed is planted. Because seed doesn't grow in every soil. Oh, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I say seed doesn't grow what? In every soil. So in Psalm 1, they said, blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, that does not sit with sinner, that does not sit with comfort. They're saying, take care of what you hear first. Before we start planting the right seed, you must weed the ground before you plant seed. If somebody get what I'm saying? Every time you listen to those things, fear grips you. More fear. Don't, don't hang around people that are always having negative things. That, oh, all homes are broke. All countries are dead. All churches are finished. All, you know, people make things look worse than it actually is. Are bad things happening? Yes, they will always happen. And they've always happened. There's nothing going on today that wasn't happening then. Hallelujah. Second one is low self-esteem. Some people have low self-esteem. They're all in tea. Poverty is first an emotional and mental issue. Never a financial issue. First an emotional and what? Mental. Low self-esteem. Always trying to be somebody you are not. Always looking down at yourself. You see somebody with iPhone 12. Or either they have never oppressed you. You have oppressed yourself. Say, hey, you get iPhone 12. You see, you really rich people don't care what phone you are using. But their soul is in the right place. They know that the measure of wealth is not this phone. But poor people, this is why they, they are now doing all their best to go and buy a secondhand used, stolen iPhone 10. So they can oppress somebody, their neighbor, that has iPhone 8. This is what's going on. This is why girls are disturbing their boyfriends for iPhone 12. Poverty, jamming poverty. <laughs> Low self-esteem. Is somebody get what I'm saying? All those things makes you start buying things you don't need. If you are here and you borrow clothes to come to church, stop it. Stop it. Wear the one you have. Be content with such things as you have. That's what they buy. See, these are things we don't teach again in churches. Be content with what you have. Why are you borrowing cloth to look like somebody you are not? The earlier you look like yourself, the better. Wear what you have. Don't borrow. Wear what you have. Wear that your one shoe. Wear that your one skirt. Wear your one trouser. Let it be black. Nobody complains about black trouser. If it's black trouser, you can wear it many times. Nobody notices. Or black jeans. Nobody notices. Except wicked people. Nobody cares. Anybody noticing is a witch. Don't worry about that one. You don't even need them in your life. If they are bothering you about that. Wear your black jeans. Be content with what you have. I wore one trouser for seven years. I've shared the story many times. I wore it on both special services and normal services. One trouser. Seven years. I wore it specially on special days. And I wore it normally. On normal days. <laughs> yes one trouser for seven years and I didn't even know I was so content and happy I didn't even know I was wearing it for seven years it was when it was seven years anniversary somebody brought a suggestion he said pastor it's our 70th anniversary it would be nice to have pictures of all the year anniversary to seven I said that's a great idea so they started bringing picture of all the anniversaries so that they can show people so year one I wore the trouser year two same trouser. Both special program and normal program. Year three, year four. Guess what I was planning to wear for year seven? Same trouser. <laughs> the trouser is not, I didn't even buy it, they dashed me. It was brother dashed me. My elder brother used it in Unilag, finished with it, and gave me, it was bigger than me, I had to adjust it. You know when you tack trousers on both sides, the pocket will not be in the right place again. They dashed me. I wore it seven years. After seven years, when I saw it in the picture, I said, no, I can't wear this seven years picture. And I decided I won't dash anybody because you can hold on that person down for ten years. So I threw it away. I said, God forbid. Because I don't know how many years to hold the next person I give it to. <laughs> this cost you end with me. Seven years!
years was my only trouser. They showed the picture in the, in the mainland church. I don't know if they have a picture. Seven years was my only trouser. I was I didn't even notice. That's the point. I was content. The Bible said, be content. Let your behavior be without covetousness. That's what the Bible says. Hebrews 13, yes. See, uh, verse 4 or 5. Say, let, let your conversation or behavior, that's what it means, be without covetousness. I say, be content with such things as you have. This one shirt you have, just make sure you wash it. When you get home now this evening, wash it. And don't wash it too hard. Because some people with the way you're washing that make you fade quickly. Wash it gently. Small water, small soap, wash it, hang it. Tomorrow again, knock it. Somebody get what I'm saying. DJ, do you put the scripture? On that one again, it says Hebrews 13:5. Yes, on that one again, it says, um, 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 godliness with contentment is great gain. Look at it here. It said, but godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. People are not content anymore. You are striving to buy things you can't afford. Every time you can't afford something, it's a sign that it's not your time. Mm. All the things you suffered and borrowed to buy, how has it changed your life? It's more about competing with other people. Be your size by time. Nobody's chasing you. It's an internal battle. If you want to bear fruits, you must learn to be content with such things as you have. Are you here, somebody? Many people say things like, oh, these pastors are enjoying. I just laugh. You need to come and hear the stories of where we started. I was telling them on the mainland church how that I went to preach. So nowadays, I fly mostly business class. I know you see me traveling everywhere, both locally and internationally, to preach and everything. Somebody still come yesterday that can I come to America in one week? <laughs> so I get those invitations everywhere. So people see that and they say, oh, these pastors are enjoying. This is the life I want to live. Are you sure? Because I didn't start by traveling to America. I started by traveling to SLK. SLK is in your shoe state. That's where I used to go and preach regularly. In the whole community, there was no toilet. The whole community, no standing toilet. Do you understand? Everybody in the community, everybody was using bush. Everybody was using what? Bush. And the bush was unisex. There was no female part. And may part. Do you understand? This is a full community, sir. And I was the guest speaker from Lagos. Big mistake, they put my picture on the poster and posted everywhere in school. Meaning everybody can recognize me. So whenever the man of God needs to go and do the bush ministry, you will meet people that were in the service the night before. You meet them in the morning. Both male and female, sir. They're greeting you in the morning. Good morning, Pastor. <laughs> not too much greeting. Good morning. The Lord bless you. Not too much greeting now. And I'm not a hunter. I'm not a farmer. There's only one reason I'm going to the bush. Is somebody getting this? These are the stories they don't tell you. They just paint private jet story. They won't paint the picture of the real life. Use a bush. Male and female. And people will greet you in the bush. Some people don't know that there are no times. There are times you should not even greet people. There are some times you visit somebody you know. It's not a good time. Just pass in the Lord. Don't greet. This greeting, we're not using to do anything. Move. Some people want to greet you in the midst of such situation. What are you greeting me for? Guest speaker, sir. And I stayed there for days, meaning I had to use the bush for days. And I didn't go there once. I went there a couple many times. One other time I went there, one guy said, Pastor. It's not befitting for you to be using bush. I want to introduce you to where the big boys use. I should have known it's a bad advice. Whenever people want to show you a special road, it's a lie. There's no special road anywhere in this life. All road is, everybody knows the good road. He said, there's a special place of big boys. Because pastor, I can't be taking you this. You can't be using bush anymore. I want to elevate you. I want to show you where the big boys alone use. I said, no problem. He said, it's behind one primary school. You will climb the fence and uh, minister from there. Says behind the primary school is exclusive. Only big boys only. It's a racket. It's a connection. It's a package. We're the only ones that know it. I should have known something was wrong. I said the school is not in session. Nobody's there. 
And truly, the place was very quiet, but we didn't know that the students were there. I'll finish the story next week. But it didn't end well. That I can tell you. <laughs> the ending was not good. The ending was, it, it, today, I think, is my most embarrassing moment. I hope nobody from Mr. Blog is here. But I'll share the story next week. <laughs> but it didn't end well. <laughs> Be content with such things as you have. On that one is peer pressure. Everybody's doing it. On that one is a lack of sense of priority. These young people today don't have sense of priority. They are focusing their energy on the wrong things. You can't be watching skits from morning to night. The people doing the skit, they are working. You, know, you are the one jonesing. So you are watching 30 or 40 skits. Before skits was one minute, now it's 60 minutes. The time is growing small, small. Because they are working. You, you are watching, but then you watch 10. You have spent one hour. Lack of sense. Most broke people have a wrong sense of priority. Somebody say, oh, but COVID made me lose my job. Yes, the way COVID ended some careers, you started new ones. Hey, somebody's not hearing what I'm saying. I know COVID ended some jobs, but it also started some jobs. So to sit down here and tell me COVID ended your career, you're just being lazy, sir. Stop making that excuse. COVID ended some careers. Yes, but it began many. Many. Somebody get what I'm saying? COVID opened new channels of blessing. There are many things I never thought I could do until COVID. Are you getting what I'm saying, sir? Is somebody getting what I'm saying, sir? Do you know you can learn a trade now? You can learn a whole new career under one week, if you're serious. Online now. If you're serious. You can start a whole new trade. You can change your, your, your whole identity and have certified so-and-so behind your name in one week, if you're serious. But instead, you are busy telling people stories why COVID ended your job. You are more interested in sympathy than in prosperity. Somebody what I'm saying. And there are so many other things. You know, um, they're all internal. Lack of contentment, lack of character, approval, addiction. You like people to like you. You don't even want anybody to, to, to do not like you. Everybody that asks you for money, you must give them. Not because you really want to help, because you will feel guilty. Because you will, they will not like you anymore. You don't know what to say. Look, if you are going to make it in life, you must be willing to say no. It's not everybody that is asking you for something that you need, that you need to give to. You need to understand that even the money in your hand, you are a steward of it. It's not your own. No matter what your need is, I will always search my own heart to know if giving you is part of the program of God for my life. It might not be. Some people, God is trying to teach them something. They are using you to escape the lesson. They will come to you and everybody you give money, most times they will come back. You have become their God. Anytime they get stuck again, you are their, it's your name that will come to their mind. Meanwhile, some of them, God is trying to teach them to depend on him directly. He's trying to help them find other areas they can prosper within themselves. But you always intercept the lesson. Somebody get what I'm saying? On that one is lack of patience. Do you know you can make any amount of money if you give yourself time? The pressure is because you want it today. You can save. If you have never had one million before, you can start saving from today. For the end of the year or for this time next year, you will have one million. But the issue is that you want it this month. That's the only problem. You can make 10 million if you are serious. You can make 100 million if you can be patient. And that one is that people are wasteful. Wasteful. Always buying material things they don't need. Always, always wasteful. There are even people that say, oh, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't eat with, I, I don't eat that part of chicken. These are broke people. They want to give him free food. He said, no, I don't eat that part of chicken. Do you have wing? Oga, anything you see, eat it. Some say, I can't, I can't eat egg and rice. Don't you have chicken? Baba, egg is chicken. He said, I can't eat egg. It's chicken. Imagine it when it grows. That's the same thing. It's chicken. He said, I can't eat egg, if you don't have chicken, leave it. So you know some people say, I can't even eat without meat. If there's no meat, I can't eat it. <laughs> Hunger has not catch you. Hunger has not catch you. So I can't eat it. If there's no meat inside, I won't eat it. This is a wasteful behavior. When you can afford it, if you want to eat antelope or elephant, eat it. When you can't afford it, eat what you can afford. But more is nutritious. Cut it in two, keep one for the next meal. I can't, I can't, there's no meat, I can't eat. 
say, Pastor, you know, it's balanced diet. My brother, it's not today, you must balance everything. Balance diet, there mustn't be in one day. Start with carbohydrates. Tomorrow, continue. They all balance up at the end. When they teach, touch you balanced diet in school, it's all things being equal. But today, all things are not equal. So start with the rice you have seen. Next week, admit. They will meet themselves where they are going. Are you here, somebody? Then somebody said, making money was easy. But believing I could make money was hard. He said, making money was the easy part. The point where I had to believe I could make it was the hard part. Many people are fighting the mental battles. That hopelessness. Nothing good is in Nigeria. Nothing good can happen in Nigeria. Haven't you noticed that the wealthiest people have not relocated? They have not. They have not. <laughs> they dare not. They know where their money is coming from. Hmm? So stop having that hopelessness. That fear. Hallelujah. Believe in yourself. Don't have poverty mentality. Don't think anything is too expensive. Just make sure you wait for the right time when you can afford it. Don't help people to spend their money. It's poor people that sit down and start questioning how people should spend their money. So instead of buying rose rice, why don't you help the poor? My brother, which, what is your own concern? You help the poor with your own. How are you helping other people to spend their money? It's joblessness. Lastly, as I close. So how do we there are so many internal things. How do we deal with all these things? The answer is very simple. And throughout this month, we're going to be talking about seeds you must plant. If you want fruits, you must plant seeds. That's all. The only fruit only responds to seed. So every Sunday, I'm going to tell you one seed you must plant. The seed I'm talking about today is the seed of the word of God. The seed, the first seed to plant is planting God's word in your heart. Planting God's word in your heart. Planting God's word in your heart. Because when those fear comes... When the panic comes, oh man. Like I said, please don't watch news. Oh. If you, especially if you don't know who you are. Don't watch that. I've never seen anybody watch news and came out and say, wow, we're glory to God. No. Fear. CNN did us a big disservice during COVID. Every day. 30 people dead now. Sorry, 31, just as we were talking. They kept talking about death, 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 death. Positive, 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 positive. But did you know, however, the moment Black Lives Matter came, they stopped talking about COVID, started talking about black lives, black lives started mattering. People stopped dying. And people began to protest. And they threw away all social distancing, threw away all masks and rubbish they were talking before. They didn't mention any death. The moment they finished Black Lives Matter, they went right back talking about death. And all the people that suspended their death for protests. The moment protest finished and they said talking about that again, they now die, they die. That shows you there's a correlation between what you're hearing and what's manifesting. During Black Lives Matter, the whole world protested. Everywhere in the world. Nigeria, we joined in our own, even though our own wasn't Black Life, we joined in our own lucky protest. No death. They didn't say, in, that, in the ground, lucky ground, it's soldiers that keep people. They didn't say anybody died of COVID there. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So there's a connection between what you are hearing and what is growing. It's the seed of the word. So if you are hearing the seed of the world, of the world, is there a calamity that will be manifesting as a fruit? But if you hear the seed of the word of God, is what the word promises. So you see in Proverbs chapter four verse twenty, he said, "My son, attend to my words." It means give my words attention. Incline your ear to my saying. Don't let it depart out of your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. He said, for they are life to those who find them, and they are health to all their flesh. So see, what they are saying is that when you plant the word of God on health, it will become health to your flesh. When you plant the word of God on prosperity, it will become prosperity in your pocket. When you plant the word of God on marriage, it will become peace and harmony in your marriage. So whatever scriptures you are planting in your heart brings the harvest you are desiring in your life. If you want the harvest of fruit of good character, plant scriptures. Like I mentioned, contentment, discipline, all those kind of scriptures. They will produce the fruit of good character. If you want the fruit of financial prosperity, plant scriptures of financial prosperity. Trust me, it's, a, it's as easy as that. That's what they said in Psalm 1. That's what the whole Psalm 1 was about. Stop hearing rubbish, verse 1. Verse 2, this is what you should be hearing. 
He said, you not just hear the word, you will delight in the word. That means you will reach a state. How many of you delight in food? Physical food? No, seriously. Seriously. When, when they bring your best food, I mean, I mean. How many of you go and eat your best food grudgingly? Like, oh, food again. We all go to our best food happily. You can't even wait. They always see your say, my brother, give me a spoon. If you don't see for give me a spoon, I go stuck and start. You know what I mean? You are excited. That's how you must go to the world. You can't come to church like they drag you on the floor. You can't come and say, let them stand up now. Some of you, before they even finish the grace, you are at the car park. You are not yet ready. You are not yet ready. You are not giving attention. He said, you must delight. It's not just reading. You must love it because it's, it's not satisfying your soul. It's doing something for you. You now need it. So you delight in the law of the Lord and you meditate therein day and night. That's what now leads to verse 3. The fruits. He said, you will now be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That's important. See, they're saying, look, it doesn't matter the economy of your country. I don't care where you are. And this is what I'm trying to teach you. That there is a realm where the season, the physical season doesn't affect your own season. Because your own season is supernaturally controlled. Because of the word. Dollar is going up. It can favor you. It depends on what you're looking at. COVID is still spreading again. It can favor you. Depends on what you're... I, I don't care about it. I don't, I don't let those things weigh me down. I don't, there's nothing I want to announce that will annoy me. I'll just keep facing God. Are you here, somebody? That's what happens when you stay on the word of God. God keeps his promise to you. Luke 8, 11. Jesus gave a parable in Luke chapter 8 about the sower that went to sow a seed. He said he planted the seed on some ground. Some ground were not good ground, so they couldn't receive it. They couldn't bear fruit. But he said he planted on good ground. And he brought fruit 30 fold, 60 fold, 100 fold. He said, now said in Luke 8 11, the summary of the parable. He said, the parable is this the seed is the word of God. Are you here, somebody? Do you see it here? Luke 8 11. He said, now the parable is what? Is this. The seed is what? So if you want continuous fruit, the seed, the seed is what? The word of God. If you are trying to have children, Oh, I can never forget when my wife got married. Eight years before we had our first biological child. First few years, we didn't have children. My wife began to panic. You know, normally women can be like that sometimes. She began to go to see doctor, see doctor, you know. <laughs> and I told her, look, when you are in faith, I will know. You know, many people think God is not faithful. They say, oh, but this person prayed. Why did they see that? This person prayed. Why didn't they have children? Listen, eh? when you have faith, it always works, always without fail. You know, let me explain why. Faith doesn't make God answer you. This is important, guys. And this is a whole seminar on its own, but I'm not going to waste time on it. Faith doesn't make God answer you. Faith helps you receive what God has already given you. So when you see people fighting God, why didn't God answer? God has answered. He has answered before you asked. Faith. You will never see anywhere they say faith makes God answer. All you will see is that if you are not in faith, you won't receive anything from the Lord. Faith helps you receive. So when you are in faith, you will receive. It's already given. It's not God. God is not withholding it. Is somebody getting it? So I told my wife, when you are in faith, I will know. And truly, she said the one I used to tell her, they used to annoy her. <laughs> because I wasn't emotional about it at all. But truly, God began to also deal with her about it. And she settled down and began to write out scriptures. She found all the scriptures in the Bible on giving birth. In fact, she has, she has a book today now because of all the scriptures she wrote then. Anna's had diary. And Anna's had, um, what's it called? Devotional. For anybody here, if you're trusting, go and get those books. She wrote out all, she, I mean, I didn't even know there were so many scriptures on twins in the Bible. She found all the scriptures. She, she kept planting the seed of the word. She kept planting the seed of the word. And she got to the stage where the babies had not come, but the worry was no more there. So she was no longer worried. No babies yet. Even then, with the faith, there are times she'll be bleeding and blood will surround her like she's urinating. But she was in faith. And I knew when she was now in faith. No more fear, no more complaint, no more worry, no more crying. She was now in faith. And today she has three kids. Hallelujah. 
So throughout this week, we're going to plant the seed of prosperity throughout this week. If you belong to any of the WhatsApp groups in church or you follow us on social media, you have to follow us on one of them. You have to follow social media, Instagram, DCC Island, or Facebook, or whatever. Or if you're a member of the church, you must belong to one of the groups. There's a group for married men. There's WhatsApp group for married women. There's WhatsApp group for singles, uh, workers, whatever. So join any of these groups because every, throughout this week, throughout this month, rather, from tomorrow, we'll be meditating and memorizing one scripture, one prosperity scripture. You must memorize it. Please, you must obey these things, though, for you to walk. Obey these things. Follow it. Trust me to walk. Memorize one scripture. We will send a particular scripture. One scripture every, every day. Memorize it. Now, memorizing it is not where it starts, but memorizing it helps you to start to meditate on it. That's what I'm saying. So, when you, can, you can meditate on something you have not memorized. And I guarantee you, if you memorize the 20 or 25 or so scriptures within the end of the month, there's no way your heart will be full of scriptures. And if you plant the word of God like that throughout the month, it's impossible for you to be poor again. Hallelujah. And on Wednesday, on Tuesday rather, midweek service. How many people were here on Tuesday, last Tuesday? Hallelujah. Awesome. We started something we call the favor factor. And I'm going to be ministering again to you this Tuesday. Hallelujah. We're going to continue in it. Because God told me that a lot of people need favor in their lives. And listen, one day of favor is better than a hundred years of labor. So I'm going to be praying for you. Listen, and the emphasis for this Tuesday is that favor will make them pick you. Hallelujah. We are doing this in series. The next one after that will be favor will make them give you. Listen, but this one is favor will make them pick you. So we're talking about from being overlooked to being overbooked. Overlooked to what? Overbooked. Do you know for every time somebody is picked, somebody else is neglected? Every time somebody is promoted, somebody is left. Every time they give a contract, many other people could have gotten it. So we are going to release that favor. That in this season, whenever they are giving or picking. Do you know, to even pick who they will marry, many people were left. Ah, yeah, yeah, you don't miss Tuesday. I'm going to be anointing you and speaking over you concerning that, that you will be the one picked. My wife was in a relationship for five years before we met with a medical doctor that was doing his master's in UK. Better, way better qualified than me. Me, I was OND holder, a pastor that had no salary. Do you see how bleak my future looked? But I was picked. I was picked. Mm-hmm. Don't miss Tuesday. If you are those people, I'm all those people that miss video service, don't miss Tuesday. We're talking about the favor factor. Do you know when they did, uh, when they were calling to pick somebody in David's house, they didn't call him? Not that they called him and they didn't, they didn't even invite him. They wanted to anoint a king in David's, not street, not village. His house. Do you, can you forget somebody in your house? They didn't invite him. <laughs> they wanted to overlook him. But favor. Don't miss Tuesday. Let me not start the message. Don't miss Tuesday. But I'm going to anoint you and you'll be the one that will be picked. When they are giving contracts, it's you they will pick. When they are about to promote, it's you they will pick. When they are about to marry, it's you they will pick. In the name of Jesus. From overlooked to overbooked. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Can we bow our heads for one minute wherever we are? Before I pray for everybody here, please, if you are here under the sound of my voice and you are not born again, your heart needs to even be in the right place for the word of God to be planted. You can't talk about prosperity or, or, or harvest without giving your heart to Jesus. All heads are bowed. If you are here and you want to give your heart to Jesus, please raise your hand quickly. Raise your hand. Whether you are upstairs or downstairs, please raise your hand. Raise your hand quickly. Quickly, let me pray with you. You want to give your heart to Jesus? Anybody here like that? Anybody here like that? You want to give your heart to Jesus? Please raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. I can see that hand. Any other hand? Any other hand? Please raise it above your head. I want to see who I'm praying with. God bless you. I can see those hands. I can see those hands. I can see those hands. Thank you. I can see some hands at the back. Anybody upstairs? Anybody upstairs? Let your heart be in the right place. That's where it starts from. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If your heart is, if your hand is raised, please, if you don't mind, can you stand? Can you stand? Let's pray together. Just stand, stand, stand. You're making a wise decision. You're making a wise decision. Please stand. Stand. Carry your Bible, your bag, and just come. Come. 
Come, let's pray together. I want to pray with you. Come here. Come to the front here. I want to pray with you. Come on, church. I think you can clap. Clap. Please just come. Come, 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 come. Yes, come. Come, let's pray. Come, let's pray together. Come, come, come. Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come. Come, let's pray together. Thank you. Thank you. Come. Yes, let's keep clapping. Let's keep clapping. More people are coming. More people are coming. Thank you, Jesus. You'll be the first partaker of the fruits. Put your hand on your chest, all of you in front. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me with your blood. I received the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for I am born again in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Please just follow this lady. Come on, church. Let's keep clapping. Please follow this lady. She wants to talk to you for one minute. Just follow her. Come on. You can do better, guys. Let's keep clapping. Let's keep clapping. Thank you, Jesus. The rest of you lift up your hand. Father, I thank you. Lord, we decree over everyone here. We will not prosper that type of prosperity that will take away our family life. Or that will take away our spiritual development. We will prosper even as our soul prospers. And I bless everyone here. Every business, every career, every family. That God's hand will be strong upon your life. The blessing of the Lord will distinguish you. It will make you rich and add no sorrow with it. In the mighty name of Jesus. This week is blessed for you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org Davids Christian Center, home of victorious people.